Rod Tallis, the owner broker of Strategic Realty in Wichita Falls, Texas, where we call home base. How you doing, Lou? I'm doing good. It's a Happy it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Friday. Yes, when we're Saturday. doing this this day, it's Friday, and we're we're so glad for it. And uh, fall weather finally moving in on us. It feels a lot better. Give those air conditioning bills a little bit of a reprieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, give our bank accounts a little bit of a reprieve from the air conditioning bills, I guess. But yep. well, a back cup- to wearing my boots and my long sleeve <laughs> shirt. <laughs> well, a couple things uh, to talk about this week: uh, the foreclosure moratorium. Has been lifted. That's after nearly two years, it feels like, of this. Uh, several months back-to-back of this moratorium. And, and there's a, maybe a bit of a backlog that's been created. But talk to us a little bit about that, about what changes have happened, what we can expect moving forward, kind of what what's the situation today, and what are you thinking it's going to look like in the next, you know, in the coming months, let's say. Well, I've talked to the REO, some of the REO asset managers, and they're saying that, yes, that there is going to be a bit of an influx of, of it's going to take a while for all of the inventory that they have stockpiled, basically, yeah. to be released, obviously, but we're not thinking that it's going to be as drastic as it was in 08 and 09, because okay. there's a lot of homeowners that have taken advantage of the foreclosure moratorium, uh, forbearance, that's what it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. So there are, there are going to be... A, you know, a, usually what happens is I get about 10 to 20 REO listings every month, regardless. Right. Um, and and it, it could go, you know, as high as sometimes 30. But um, since we haven't seen that for two years, there's all that bat- backlog. Yeah. And the asset managers were telling me that usually if you get 10 to 20, now we've been seeing about 50 every month is getting assigned to them. Wow. So, okay. and it's just because of the backlog. Yeah. So once that backlog gets, gets you know, the inventory starts to get cleared out, then it we're, we're, you know, hopefully we're going to be going back to the same old thing. normal level. Yeah, normal yeah. level. Yeah. Um, but and it probably will take some time to get that whittled down, won't it? I, mean, I think so. I think it's going to be about six months to a year before we start to see some sort of, like, semblance of normal. That long, huh? I think so, because, I mean, foreclosures take a long time. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a lengthy process. It's not something easy to well, do. It's a, it's a legal it's procedure. You're going right. Yeah, I mean, so. the, the banks, they have to get, they have to sell the, the asset to Fannie Mae first, and yeah. then Fannie Mae has to ascertain um, who's living in the property or if mm-hmm. it's vacant. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and then once that happens, then there's the cash for keys, or if the occupant doesn't approve that cash for keys offer then we go to eviction wow so and so that whole process it it takes a while Mm -hmm. could take several months in fact depending on how fast all of the other elements in the process move i guess and then once i get the asset once i get the actual like it's already unoccupied and we've had our inspections and stuff like that it's up to fannie mae as well on how much of a rehab we're going to be doing on the property right. or if we're going to be selling it as is. So, I mean, that can take, you know, another three or four months before that property actually gets listed. Yeah. <clears throat> let me ask you, that brings up an interesting point. So let's say Fannie Mae's got this property and, and they, you, you go in, you do an inspection and you find that it's been trashed. Cause I've, I've heard, I've level. heard of this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, it, if it's completely trashed, yeah. Then Fannie Mae can determine what's the cost of the rehab, 
and what's what would be the property value right now as is. And if they can't reconcile, if, if it doesn't make any sense, if their figures, if their percentages aren't in, in line with what they're wanting to do yeah. or what they need to clear in order to get that property um, out of their inventory, right. uh, they may sell it as is or they may rehab it. just depends Got on it. how much that cost is. Got it. Okay. So they'll make some determination on that. And then, you know, if it's being sold as is, because I, I, I've heard a few horror stories, you know, about properties that, that you walk in and the previous owner uh, perhaps in a fit of it, anger it can be it can be heartbreaking <laughs> it can be totally heartbreaking I've yeah. I've seen it all I've seen it all yeah one, one of our uh, one of our guests previously um, one of our inspector guests I can't remember which one it was now we've had two or three of them on uh, talked about they've even found where they've you know like put cement mix down the oh, toilet shh <laughs> That was in California, I think, that they were starting to do something. You know, the they were. This Who is during the California craze yes. or the bubble when it burst in '09. People were doing some horrible things to these homes. That's just and evil. Making it, yeah, making that's it evil. Basically, worthless house. Oh yeah, because well, they were mad at the banks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like you know. The bank didn't force you to buy <coughs> no, that property. They didn't. <laughs> they, they didn't put you in the situation. No one put a gun to your head and made you do this. You yeah. know. So yeah. And, and and you know, yeah. doo doo occurs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to say the other one. That's a radio friendly word, right? Yeah. There, there you go. Yes, <laughs> it is. But uh, but anyway, so so big changes coming there, and I guess the big difference between back in oh eight and oh nine, you know, we had. Uh, you didn't have the forbearance in 08 and 09. Correct. Didn't yeah, have that's that. the big difference. So there's a lot of owner occupants that are actually yeah. able to get out of this little yeah. little pickle. Um, the main thing that we're seeing right now with with uh, Fannie Mae is that they've changed their platform. The mm, way that they okay. the way that they offer these properties on the and put it on the market has changed a little bit. Okay. Um, foreclosures usually the foreclosure companies like HUD. VA, well, I'm not sure about VA. I don't know that VA has a website, but at least HUD and Fannie Mae, they have a website where you can actually go to and look at all the properties that Mm -hmm. are in their inventory. And uh, HUD would be HUD Home Store and Fannie Mae is Home Path. Um, So when you go to those websites, you can pull up their inventory and you can see which properties you want to buy or which mm-hmm. ones you want to take a look at. Well, they changed it now to where, and it used to be where an agent would create their own profile and they would be able to make offers directly on the website. Well, now they've changed it to home path. You, the buyer actually has to create a profile. They can't make the offer on their own. They still have to identify an agent. And then the agent would also need to go in there and create a profile. So if you had okay. a home path profile as a real estate agent, you're going to have to go in there and do it again because they've cleaned it all out. Um, it's it's a totally, totally different website now. They, they've started from scratch. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> but, you know, this is the federal government. What can we do? Hey, we come say? on. Why not reinvent the wheel? Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. And they've, uh, made, and they've uh, also changed. Wow. I mean, a buyer still can't buy a property directly without using a real estate agent. So right. that hasn't changed. Um, and... The other thing that's changed is usually with federally uh, backed loans, mm-hmm. and if they go from VA, well, I'm not sure about VA. I keep saying VA, but I don't. I'm really 100 percent sure. Um, HUD and Fannie Mae for sure. 
if you're interested in purchasing a property from one of those two entities, they have what's called a process. Well, Fannie Mae has it's called first look. And usually during those that time frame, only owner occupants or mm-hmm. um, homeowners that are planning on homesteading the property right. are allowed to make an offer on that, those properties. Okay. Um, so it used to be like two weeks or three weeks or something like that. Well, Fannie Mae's changed it from 20 days to now 30 days. So oh. homeowners actually have a little bit more time okay. to look at these properties. It's okay. a first look process. Um, and have the opportunity to buy these properties because it used to be where investors, they would just come in and they would just snap everything up and then it it didn't give homeowners or owner occupants an opportunity to buy something that's a little bit below market value or, you know, that maybe needed a little bit of work and, and still was livable. So during that 30 days as, as the buyer, you can actually place a bid on the property. Yes. Whether it's, whether it's um, live-in ready or not, you can uh, still, I mean, if you can get the loan, if you can get a, for, a, a conventional loan or something like that, or if you want to buy for cash, you can purchase the property. You just have a certain amount of time. There, there, there's different guidelines. So right. you have to get on the website and, and kind of do a little bit of research. But uh, Fannie Mae has a 90-day, like once you purchase the property, let's say you were going to buy a property mm-hmm. and you're going to live in the property, mm-hmm. you pay $100,000 and you buy this property mm-hmm. and you're going to be living in it. Mm-hmm. Well, Fannie Mae will give you 90 days to make that property livable. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And if it's not already livable. So okay. You, you can invest in getting a property that needs a little work. Okay. As owner. You just have to okay. be able to get the, the backing behind it. Okay. So FHA and BA have certain guidelines that will not allow you to buy homes that are not moving ready. Right. Um, they used to, back in the day, they used to have, um, foreclosed, they used to have loans that you could actually buy something if it needed a few repairs and it was a different type of Fannie Mae loan. Yeah. Um, but they don't, they don't really, those are very rare now. You don't Mm. get those much. Okay. So a lot of changes to consider. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I guess in, in terms of, for the, for the, for the agent side of things, in terms of the commissions because commissions are in you know any other transaction or a negotiable thing but they actually have a fixed rate that they're going to pay you right they have a with government properties yes you're going to get whatever it is that they want to offer and yeah. usually with well i i don't want to misspeak here because they might change that on me you never know <laughs> no, but it know. used to yeah it used to be two and a half percent uh, for the buyer's agent, and then if the if the and no less than fifteen hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or something like that, but I don't know, they may have changed it. So we'll there was a minimum. There was a minimum you were going to collect one way or another. Yeah, exactly. It's so if the property is less than let's say twenty thousand, if it's twenty thousand dollars, you're still going to get a thousand dollars. If it's twenty five thousand dollars, you're still going to get a thousand dollars in commission. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully they haven't. If they have changed that, hopefully they've improved that, not made it worse. Oh God, only knows. <laughs> Just one one more little detail we got to dig into. There, yeah, I guess. But, yeah. But well, I'll, anyway, I'll let so. you know if something yeah. happens because I'm yeah. sure we're going to start seeing properties here. Oh, I bet we will. I've I already had a couple of listings. I actually had one that was very interesting that got assigned to me last week. Really? And yeah, yeah, it was. Um, apparently, it had sold at the court steps. Okay. And somehow or another, whether it was just a miscommunication or a misfiling or something like that, it got sent to Fannie Mae, 
and they had me go out to the property and do the uh, you know the occupy occupancy uh, check and i went out there it was occupied and they're like no we're owner financing it from xyz and i was like oh no this is a scam (laughs) hopefully i I was so worried about it i was like oh my gosh well it turns out it wasn't a scam he actually did buy it at the court steps for cash, it was just a miscommunication somehow or another, oh. and um, so it got taken back. You know, like no, it's no longer going to be listed because it is for say it, it it was already it was already um, the asset was already taken care of. Mm. So there, I have, I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of glitches I, a little bit. Well, and it, it just seems like the more the government agencies try to play with this stuff and and improve everything um <clears throat> they tend to not improve it so much as yeah. they do just muddy the water so yeah i don't know We're hopefully we see. don't have a lot of that mm-hmm. hopefully we don't let's talk a little bit about the construction side of things um do you see that getting better is it looking better i know lumber prices are down a little bit lumber prices are starting to go down the only thing that i'm kind of worried about right now is our supply chain yeah and i know we've been hearing about it a lot in the news and we may not it may not apply right now, but I have a feeling that some of our supply, like our, um, you know, stoves and refrigerators are, you know, just regular consumer stuff that we're going to, yeah. appliances and fixtures and stuff like that, we're going to probably have to get a little creative with that. Well, so much of that stuff is imported. Mm-hmm. And right now we have a problem supply chain wise with <clears throat> cargo ships that are sitting offshore waiting to be unloaded, but we can't get them unloaded. You don't have people on the docks to unload the ships. Uh, the uh, California in, in Los Angeles, the port there, the, the big problem they seem to be facing there is not just workers at the docks to unload ships, but also the trucking issue. Because you've got regulations apparently in California on trucking that are making it difficult for some operators to operate in the state of California. You couple that with a already a shortage of drivers wants to work right now oh man and you just you've got a kind of a perfect storm here of of um of trouble because the supply chain is getting choked now not because stuff's not being produced they're just not letting it in the, in you, the country you just can't you can't get it unloaded you can't get it shipped out fast enough and so it, mm. it's become a, a the 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 supply chain is getting kinked really bad right now and so what do you do? You know, how, what do you, how do you deal with it? At, at some point, something has to give. At some point, these products that are sitting there on these ships waiting to get into the country are going to have to get into the country. Uh, it would seem to me that, uh, you know, uh, going down, you know, looking down the road in the next 5, 10, 15 years, a better option is going to be we need more stuff that's made here Local. or closer mm-hmm. to here so that it's easier to get our hands on so that you but don't run into these Americans issues. don't like to work. As well, and that's that's going to have to ch- that's an attitude problem, and that's going to have to change. I, I mean, mean, we're going to have to get back to work. We have to. It just we just have to do it. I mean, you can't um, you can't run an economy on robots alone. You got to have people for crying. Well, out loud. I think the problem too is you know just the the cost of living has exponentially doubled and grown over the over the over the next over the last few years yes it has and so people can't really afford to work for 10 15 dollars an hour well and and of course the thing about the things that need to get made i mean it's it's just 
and then they compl- and, and then everybody's starting to really freak out about um, all yeah. the immigrate all the immigration that's going on, all the immigrants that are crossing the border and stuff like that. And I think I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't agree with immigration, uh, not immigration, um, illegal immigrants and stuff like that. You should come to the country legally. But yeah. um, we kind of need that workforce in this country. I think right now there's so much disorganization, so much confusion. I such mean, if a, we're coming in oh, here legally yeah. and getting jobs, I mean, we should be able to allow people to come into our country and well, work. But that, that and that because gets I mean we that's need a, that. <laughs> that, that that's a process that Washington's got to fix. Yeah. And right so now don't you don't have these people that are like crossing the border illegally. Well, we don't, right, if we made the if we made the process of coming into the country yeah. less hostile, then it we would take the jobs away from all these, you know, uh, traffickers. Well, Again, it's it's. I think it, you get into policy issues that they have to fix in Washington, and it's it's. There's got to be a. a you got to have leadership there that's willing to do that. And mm-hmm. right now, I don't think we do, and I don't think that's something that's going to get fixed anytime soon. We've been dealing with this for about longer than you and I've been alive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. You know, this has been a problem, and uh, but that's something at a, at a leadership level that's going to have to be fixed. But you got to you got to have people in place that want to fix that, but. You know, in the here and now, I think the the short term answer, um, you know, for well, for example, let's take California. You know, that you got these regulations on trucking that are hampering things. Uh, maybe it's time to start looking at rolling some regulations back. Didn't and, Trump and, do a lot of that stuff? He, well, he took a lot of that regulation, deregulated the trade. Well, this is this stu- this stuff happening at the state level. So this is stuff happening at the state level that the state of California needs to needs to handle. Um, you know, as far as the employment situation, getting people back to work, getting people back on, on the employment rolls, um, I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you. I don't know what's going to change it. I don't think. I think there was a time when you could just throw more money at it, and that would fix it at least short term. I don't think that's fixing it, because now you've got. Well, let's take for example restaurants. You've got mm-hmm. restaurants that are offering people. 10 12 14 dollars an hour to come in and be cooks in restaurants mm-hmm. and they can't hire them they can't get people to come in and even apply mm-hmm. and they're they're paying more than they've ever paid before but that doesn't seem to be fixing the problem the other side of this is where I'm this is where I'm put on my economy major hat for a minute here um, economics major you the, you when you raise the when you increase the wages you know you go across the, let's say you raise the minimum wage say you make it 20 dollars an hour well great the problem is, is you're going to build into that is going to be some inflation because prices are going to have to go up because you reach a point where the employer, the merchant, the the seller, the the uh, the business end of it can no longer absorb the cost of it. Right. They're going to have to pass that on to the consumer. Yeah. And then that's going to increase the price and then they're going to need to have more money and they're going to need to have more Now you're right back where you started. It's just like a vicious cycle, yeah. You know, so yeah I, th- there's really, n- I think that there's a simple solution. Everybody just needs to get back to work. <laughs> if everybody just went back to work, I think that in the long term, a lot of these things would kind of resolve themselves because now we would have the, the workforce and now, um, you know, the money would be there. They wouldn't need any government handouts we wouldn't need to raise the ceiling the the debt I, ceiling well i <laughs> and that that's a whole uh, that's a whole other argument mm. i mean it, it really is um 
talk about raising the debt ceiling. Now, so let's bring this down to a perspective that, that you and I and our audience can understand. So if your household has expenses of $5,000, mm-hmm. but your income is $4,000, mm-hmm. what's your obvious choice? Not spend so much. Not spend so much. You cut expenses. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can't just magically go out and come up with more money. You might be able to earn more money. But let's, you know. Let's well, basically what they're doing is they're saying, okay, we're spending $5,000, but we're only in, you know, we're only getting 4000 So every month we're going to borrow 2000 Exactly. From a bank to be able to pay our expenses and have a little extra. We can't and, do that. And you can't you can't sustain that. I mean, <laughs> no. it's, it's just not sustainable in no. the long term in the long term because that's not going to you never going I mean it's yeah. like it's like going under on a foreclosure. Right. If once you stop paying right. for 3 months, it's almost impossible yeah. for an owner occupant to recover from that. Right. I mean, it's just right. uh, unless they have like a big huge chunk of money headed their yeah. way. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. From an from a from an economic standpoint, it, it creates a very nervous situation. One thing that business doesn't like is uncertainty. Business owners, corporations, I don't I don't care whether you're talking about a company that, that employs two people or a company that employs twenty thousand people. You don't like uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Uncertainty makes you very nervous and it makes it hard for you to predict well, what are we going to do in six months or a year? Where are we going to be? Where is our business going to be in six months or a year or two years? You like to be able to forecast with a little bit of certainty mm-hmm. uh, that certain things are going to be, if not constant, at least consistent. Yeah. At least there's going to be some consistency. Right now, there's a lot of inconsistency and a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. in all the markets. And and everything right now seems to be so centered around well, we need to pay more for this. You know, we're, let's take let's bring it down back down to the real estate end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard has it been for some of these contractors to find help? You know, I mean, you, I hear it, it. I hear it all the time. It, you know, it, it fluctuates yeah. so much; it's just crazy. I mean, I don't. I, um, you know, we'll get one contractor, and then they don't want to do the next two because we got yeah. sixteen more homes to build over there. Yeah, and I had and a, I had a roof put changed. on it contractors yeah. on cert on, on a variety of things building the seven houses that we've already built we've changed i mean we're not using the same contractor that we started with well and that's out of necessity that you're, do, you're not just doing it because you want to it just right. you're kind of in a have to situation i had a roof put they on just several don't months show ago. up one day and it's like yeah. well i had a roof wow. put on several months ago and and it took them a while now mind you it was after a storm there was a lot yeah. of work to do that it was that situation but it took them a while to get to my job to get mm-hmm. to my to my house, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm I'm talking to the guys that are you know doing the bidding and and all this kind of stuff that are that are out there, you know, crunching the numbers and everything. And I asked him, I said, why is it taking so long to get any of this done? He said, it's it is down to a manpower situation. Mm-hmm. We just don't have enough people. And there's only a certain it. amount of companies that are still working full force. Yeah, and it, which is crazy. I mean, this. It, it's nuts to me that 18 months after this this hot mess began, we still have companies that are not back to 100. percent You know, and I and there are some companies that have gone away and are never coming back. There are some businesses that have closed and are never coming back. But you know, for from our perspective, when it comes to the construction side of things, it gets frustrating because you you, know, you just got someone's you're waiting on a house. You know, yeah, you maybe, got deadlines to meet and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I've got the. Uh, 
I've got two buyers right now that we can't get these houses finished yeah. because we couldn't get cabinets. <laughs> and that sounds, people people will laugh at that. And we're kind of chuckling about it. Yeah. But it's a real problem. Yeah. The supply chain issue, it's not just cabinet plywood. It's not just two by fours. I mean, I it's, couldn't find fabricators. It's people to, yeah, people to build it, people to install it. It's the supply chain issue is running through materials. It's running through labor. It's running through everything. And at some point we're going to have to figure out, but I just, it it's doesn't a focus s- issue too. I think yeah. that it's going to be a focus issue because we're folk people are, I mean, even me at some point I'll sit there and I'll watch the news and I'll look through all of it and yeah. I'll read it and everything. And that's, you know, I mean, it's good to be informed and stuff like that, but it's not good to make that your focus all day long or yeah. let it ruin your day because yeah. now I'm not working on things that I should be doing in order to yeah. improve yeah. the office or whatever yeah. the case may be. And yeah. I think that that's social media, or not so much social media, but just the the access to all of this information is overwhelming us on an oh, emotional level. You're drinking out and, of a fire hose every day now. Right. So it's exhausting us mentally. Yeah. And, you know, if you're depressed or if you're, you know, if you don't feel motivated, it's it's yeah. it's affecting our motivation, yeah. really. It's demoralizing well, to I, an extent. And I think that's probably. Uh, and then It's constantly get, in your face. Oh, yeah. And then you get a lot of people that are just so focused on all of these things. They're doing protests and th- and that's their life now is <laughs> is they, 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 you know, the cancel culture and everything, you know, you say one thing and everything just explodes. And, and I mean, we're so involved in that right mm-hmm. now that I think, I mean, it's like, it's like anything, something has to give. Well, our economy is giving right now. A lot of other our, things our are, are being hurting. neglected. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not focusing on the things that we should be focusing on. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that's one of the things that I think we as individuals need to get back to the uh, basics and we back do. to, we do. you know, listen, I got to live. I got to live. <laughs> got to make a living. Life. <laughs> you got to make yeah. a living. And, and yeah. I mean, I get, I get the overall picture. I get yeah. it. Everybody wants to be informed, but at the same time, you have to worry about your backyard. Yeah, you, you do. Know I mean, if you, you focus on your backyard, then everything else doesn't matter. Mm. You know, so I always have to worry about what's going on in my backyard, mm. and if I do that, then the rest of it will kind of just yeah, work itself out. I don't and, know. And we're not just talking about the dog digging under the fence. Yeah, either. there's <laughs> a lot more to it than that, but. Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a lot, lot of stuff. We could, we could go on and on about this one, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. But yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to kind of start to... get back to the basics. Yeah. I think that as an individuals, yeah. individually, we need to just get back to the basics we, and start to live amen. so that we can continue to be the land of milk and honey and not this crazy land. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Let's get, back, let's get back to work and get back to what matters for yeah. sure. Well, if you've got a home that you want to list for sale, if you're looking to purchase a home, we got a few we could show you. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. We got 195 right now. We got, and and some of them are our listings too. <laughs> we got we got a few. So anyway, if, if you're in the market to buy or sell, we'd certainly love to help you out. It's Strategic Realty, Wichita Falls, Texas. Texas Strategic Realty is the website. The phone number is. 
940-689-7900. She does it better than I do. And again, strategicrealty.net. So if you're looking to buy or sell, if you just got questions, we can answer them. For, it doesn't cost you anything to talk to us. We'll, we'll be glad to talk to you and, and answer some questions for you. If you're interested in a foreclosure, definitely give us a call. Yeah, We're going to start having a bunch of them. There's going to be a few of those too. So whether you're looking to be a homeowner, owner-occupant, or if you're an investor even, whatever, whatever your desire is, whatever it is that you're looking to buy for whatever purpose, give us a call. Let us help you out again strategicrealty.net i want to say thank you to terry and lucy mcadams mac tech solutions for Absolutely. allowing us the studio space to record this we appreciate that very much it's it's uh, kind of comfortable in here yeah. yeah especially when the air conditioning comes on <laughs> <laughs> it got a little toasty in here earlier yeah. anyway anyway we appreciate them very much for allowing us to come here and do this uh we try to do it every week so uh, we look forward to seeing you next time with another episode of strategic moves with lou until then take care of yourselves we will see you down the road Thank you.